1: but we want to meet all the fabulous farm babies out there so proud moms dads aunts uncles grandmas and grandpas make sure to listen up because we will send you a farm report bib completely free courtesy of our friends at quick trip and their support of wisconsin farmers you snap a pic of your baby wearing that bib email it to us and we will post it on our website and social media so again This free baby bib that you can get is made possible by our friends at Quick Trip. And guess what? In our little care package that we're going to send you, we're also going to give you a coupon for a free gallon of milk at Quick Trip. And if you have any questions, you can get all the details at fabulousfarmbabe.net. So just to recap, sign up on our website. We send you a free bib, and you send us back a pic of your fabulous farm baby. A story from Scott Schultz is just ahead.
2: It's 3 a.m. Your home is freezing. No, it's not your furnace. It's your empty propane tank that your provider forgot to fill. Don't let this become your reality. Contact the propane experts at Insight FS. Ask them about their tank monitoring program that gives you 24-7 access to your tank levels. Insight FS also offers convenient contracting or budget billing programs. Don't get left in the cold. Let Insight FS bring the heat. Visit InsightFS.com for a propane expert near you.
3: Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you will develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com.
2: Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station.
0: You know, the UW Extension program does a lot. Reba McClone here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And it constantly is in changing and evolving. And there's new programs that are coming up all the time. And, Bob, you had the chance to learn about a new program in the dairy sector of it.
4: That's for sure, Reba. Bob Boswell here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And, yes as the extension service changes to meet the modern demands of our agricultural industry including dairy new programs are constantly being put in place Mark Hagedorn has been the Brown County and most recently the Eau Claire County agricultural agent and he has now stepped out of that role to become the first statewide dairy program manager for the UW's Division of Extension, a position designed to coordinate all of the university's dairy education programs. Our Scott Schultz had a chance to talk with Hagedorn recently and asked him what he's seeing and what the challenges are in his new role.
5: Pretty well settled in. I mean, I did have the benefit of knowing a vast majority of the cast of characters with which I'm working, which is a, a large benefit over... Uh, uh, maybe one of the newer program manager hires for livestock that came right out of college into the state and hadn't uh, spent maybe quite as much time getting to know this this large number of unique personalities scattered around right. the state. I, I love them all. They do a great job. It's just a matter of uh, working with them and figuring out what, their specific programming needs are, and my primary goal is just helping everyone else around the state know what the, let the left hand know what the right hand's doing, and this right. is going to decrease the amount of duplication of process. It's going to make us more efficient, cohesive, and send a more unified message. Right.
6: Uh, you've been around the block uh been in a, well, here with UW Extension for a little while, uh, several years. About
5: just shy of 13 or
6: 14, yes. Yep, and you've been around the state a little bit. You're out east, I believe, right?
5: Spent some time in Brown County, about seven years, and spent just at six years here in Eau Claire County.
6: Yeah, and during those times, you probably did see some of that. Uh, what you call duplication? Not knowing what the left hand and the right hand were doing with each other sometimes. And uh, this is. Uh, are, you, are you happy to be in a role like this? You must be. You know, I'm. I'm.
5: I'm deriving some real satisfaction from a few things I've done already. But I would be less than honest with you if I told you that. There haven't been a moment or two of just a little bit of frustration because yeah. there is no rule book for what I'm doing since I'm the first one to do it.
2: That's and, right. And
5: uh, it's going to be a little bit of walk down this path, and if it feels good and works well, we'll keep going. If I hit a hit a block wall or a stumbling block, then we're going to have to change course and reassess how I'm approaching this particular set of circumstances, but I, I'm uh, cautiously optimistic that this model will will work acceptably, and uh, it's putting us in a position where uh, we can really truly enhance our ability to communicate with each other, maybe be a little bit more holistic and consistent in the programming we put together and deliver to the The farmers and ag business people of the state of
6: Wisconsin and all over the United States right and speaking of that programming you're already on the roll with some of the programs coming up you were telling me about a dairy workers skill module revamp that you're doing Uh, tell me about that yeah this is a big undertaking Scott
5: Ever since I came into Extension back in 2006, i uh, been working on these Dairy Worker Skills modules. Uh, mm-hmm. These are bilingual modules, uh, English, Hispanic, uh, designed to help uh, fortify knowledge. They're customizable, looking into the areas of dairy wellness, animal handling, calf management, reproduction, feeder skills, milking skills, uh, skid steer handling was one of the last ones that we implemented. Matter of fact, I developed that one. And, uh, calving assistance. So, uh, we're going through upgrading these using new cloud-based technology. Mm -hmm. We're still going to, uh, stick to the credo of making these customizable for farm-by-farm situation. And I think uh, the other aspect is with new, less expensive technology, we're going to be able to close caption all of these materials, yeah. totally hit the civil rights components, and punch all of those buttons too. So this will be a, a much uh, easier to use, nicer to look at, more engaging for employees to use for either training or orientation materials and the plan is to roll all eight of these out at Farm Technology Days in July of 2020 here right in Eau Claire County.
6: Great. How about from the employee's point of view, uh, or the employer's point of view, I'm saying 30 odd years ago, the idea of a farm having employees was kind of new to, uh, to a lot of people and You know, where are we with that across the state? Are we getting more savvy out on the farm as employers and understanding some of the things you mentioned that are in these modules that you're dealing with employees, you're not dealing with your son that you can just tell to get out there and do the chores?
5: Yeah, that's an interesting observation on your part. Uh, We still have a lot of dairy farms, farms, herds out there that are very traditionally based where it's uh, mom, dad, maybe a son, mm-hmm. slightly different working dynamics. Uh, when my wife and I moved up here in 86 from Arizona, I'd left a 1,500 cow dairy and approximately 15 Hispanic employees and my adage was the cows are easy, it's the people that are complicated. Right. and. That hasn't changed. Right. Um, we we have really been spending a lot of effort on the farm as managers, owners, consultants, educators, looking at the safety component because mm-hmm. with uh, uh, OSHA involvement, as of three, four, five years ago, we've been uh, been really really looking seriously at what we can do to help keep our employees safe because safe employees are more economical to retain employees. The other thing that uh, we still continue have to be uh, aware of, cognizant of, is um, when we onboard new employees, do we give them all of the tools that they need in order to be successful? Right. And there's nothing more devastating to a dairy or really any other agricultural entity if you get a new employee in there that isn't working in lockstep with mm-hmm. their, uh, their next door neighbor a parlor, particularly. It's sort of like a small symphony working in there. Everyone needs to be ebbing and flowing to the same beat, be consistent as you put the cows through. And uh, we're seeing, with the larger facilities, a lot more uh, diverse work group. Mm -hmm. And uh, we need to have the tools in order to work with these employees and these worker skill modules give us that latitude
6: extension it's always struck me that education where extension is concerned kind of sometimes goes both ways and you were telling me about a couple of surveys that your folks are putting together through the division of extension through the dairy program uh coming up at World Dairy Expo some surveys that are going to feed some information back to you folks that you can in turn feed back out to the farm these World Dairy Expo surveys, uh, building collapses, building structure, stability, and heifer housing. What are some of those things coming up?
5: Yeah, I can uh, give you a little bit more information on those. Uh, Carl Dooley, ag agent down in Buffalo County, has been working with the Frame Builders Association in the state of Wisconsin, put together uh, uh, a nice, neat, clean survey that looks at... uh, building collapses due to snow load Right. Uh, and we're going to try to take a look back over three four five years so this right. is pertinent all the way across the state because we as you're certainly aware and the listeners are had numerous snow load collapses in the Eau Claire uh, Jackson Chippewa Dunn County area mm-hmm. last winter and two or three winters prior there were several uh, Uh, documented cases of snow load collapse on the east side of the state. So we're gonna try to develop a bit of a database on age of buildings, how they were designed, who designed Mm -hmm. them, uh, future intentions in building design, because farm buildings just aren't built to the same specs as the house that you and I live in. That's true. Um, Rafters aren't as close, cording within the 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 truss structure uh mm-hmm. aren't to the same uh degrees of structural integrity so uh we aren't comparing apples to apples that's right. why we don't see houses collapse from snow load I mean, right. we still try to clean our roofs off but mm-hmm. we clean off barn roofs and they still seem to come down so right. uh we're, we're trying to get a, a little bit better rhyme or reason as to just exactly how and why this is going on. And a secondary uh, survey that we hope we're rolling out is being done by Dr. Jennifer Van Oss our new right. livestock well-being welfare specialist mm-hmm. at UW-Madison in the Department of Dairy Science. And right. this is going to be looking at pain mitigation, primarily uh, experience and younger calves as they're uh, being dehorned or castrated. So right. uh, it's it's to that point in our society where the consumer is concerned about how much pain these young calves are experiencing. So yeah. this is going to allow us to get some good tangible information so we can have a science-based conversation with the consumer about what really is going on right there. So should be some really good information.
6: All right. That's Mark Hagedorn, Dairy Program Manager, the first Dairy Program Manager for the Division of Extension at the University of Wisconsin. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire.
7: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
8: art doesn't see disabilities that's because art is truly for everyone all artists ages cultures and abilities but for individuals with disabilities making art transforms not just them as creators it transforms everyone around them vsa wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years we provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsaWist.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again.
4: Just move it. This is the Farm Report with Pam
5: Yonke.
1: Josh Gramlin filling in for Pam Yonke this morning, 520 on a Thursday. And right around 520 every single weekday, we are joined by our good friend, ag meteorologist, Stu Muck. Stu, good morning. How are things going up your way?
4: Good morning, Josh. Well, it's wet enough. How about there?
1: You know, it's looking pretty wet, and I was looking at the weather, and it seems like the further south you go in the state, maybe the drier it is. Is is that what you're seeing? Or excuse me, the more wet it is? That's that's what I meant to say.
4: (laughs) Well, right now the radar shows it's drier in the south. There's a lot more rain, and although it's just scattered light rain in central and northern, especially northeast Wisconsin, there's another wave of activity just building up into Grant County in southwest Wisconsin out of Iowa. There's a front just stationary south of Wisconsin to Illinois, back to low pressure around northeast Nebraska. Well, we know how it works. That front's going to push north as a warm front today, and that low will head up toward Wisconsin. But, in fact, the low is going to head even more sharply northeast, up into Minnesota, and heading up toward Canada. What that means is that warm front moves up today. Showers and thunderstorms, of course, are going to be scattering through the state throughout today and into the nighttime. And then the cold front sweeps through out of the northwest as that low builds up into Canada into the day tomorrow. Hey, we dry it out finally, and then mild air starts to build in. In fact, we are going to warm up by early next week, heading back to above normal temperatures, which is something the crops can really put to good use, and with the rain, means it'll be pretty steamy. I'll have those forecast details right after this.
2: No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming in this way of life can be.
3: You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand.
2: Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And, and we're, we're ready, ready to, to champion, champion rural, rural together. together. Learn more at compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender.
1: Josh Gramlin, right now I'm joined by my friend Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, you're saying that things are going to dry out towards next week?
4: Yes, as we head to the weekend. That's the good news. Of course, we're still under a flash flood watch today until late tonight and expected that with cloudy skies. There'll be showers and thunderstorms developing this morning, lasting into the uh, the afternoon. Some of those could produce some pretty heavy rain. You know, another inch to almost two inches of rain could be seen in some areas overall, though I'd say maybe a quarter to half inch. The rain continues in the nighttime. Low 70s today, back down to around 60 or so tonight. But showers and a few thunderstorms linger into the late night hours. And then should start to dry up from southwest to northeast. Some fog around later on. Southeast and south winds at 5 to 15 overnight. Mostly sunny. Cooler Friday. Closer to 70. That's just a little cooler than normal. West winds will be around 10 to 20. And I'd expect some sunshine around here for Saturday. Mid-70s then. With the west winds, about five to ten, small rain chance Saturday night into Sunday, Josh, and then drier and warmer, low 80s on toward Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
1: All right, Ag Meteorologist Stu Mux, Stu, we will talk to you tomorrow. You bet. Have a great day. All right. Yes, you as well. It's Josh Gramlin filling in for Pam Yonke, and this is the Midwest Farm Report.
7: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
9: Are you fairly fit, but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? Sculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. Sculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more.
0: Let your natural beauty shine through.
9: View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com.
2: Someday everyone will have an energy efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an a certified dealer of Rinnai tankless water heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Rinnai tankless water heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater.
7: For officials, the opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. <laughs> High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association.
6: Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need a new bathroom. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 years and 80 minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision
10: bath planet acrylic tubs and showers are the only bath systems that have the good housekeeping seal of approval what that means is no more scrubbing grout lines unsightly stains leaky faucets or using harsh chemicals no more hiding your outdated and maybe embarrassing bathroom so call today 608-222-1243 or stop into our showroom and see the bath planet experience
6: remember 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations it's that simple
4: answer that's the answer
2: there is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds,
10: uh, all right. Speaking of losses, uh, Cody, nothing maybe is going to hurt more than the loss uh, from last night. Uh, I mean, is there, you can't undersell it, right? I mean, is there anything you can say uh, other than the Brewers' chances just almost got completely neutered last night with the loss of uh, of Yelly?
11: Yeah, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs with Yelly as good as he was playing. And now the Brewers, they've won five straight. It's, finally seems like they turned a corner, right? Like they really haven't had a winning streak like this all season long. They really haven't had a stretch like this that has given us hope where they, you know, they lose game one to the Cubs in a four game weekend series and they win three straight and then they go to Miami and they won, you know, two straight there and they're looking for, their, looking for a sweep in Miami as well. But Yelich, I mean, just as good as he's penned last year into this year, it's one of the greatest stretches we've seen in baseball history I just don't know how they do it without him. And it's kind of been like that this all season with the injuries where they don't have the same magic as they did last year. You know, Brandon Woodruff, the only all-star in the starting rotation, he goes down. Keston Hira is raking in the big leagues, he goes down. And now the best player on the team is hurt. Like, they've dealt with so many injuries. I think it's amazing just to think that the only game out in September with uh, the amount of uh, players that they've had go down this year. Well, could you take this as a rallying point for the Brewers? You do have what Woodruff's throwing a is he throwing a simulated game today, or is, uh, and then maybe they can respond to this and and do it for Yelly and get to the playoffs. I mean, in a you know in a movie setting, absolutely. <laughs> but this is be a good movie. I mean, this is professional baseball, and and it's I think baseball is different from most sports in a sense of if you lose your star player in basketball, you're pretty. I mean, the Bucks lost Giannis; they're not they may not even make the playoffs almost, right? Like, I think they will make the playoffs without Giannis, but it, it, it's such a bigger loss uh, losing Giannis on the Bucks or losing Aaron Rodgers on the Packers uh, because baseball is such a different sport where you need, all nine players contributing in a big way, and they've gotten contributions from players other than Yelich in this recent stretch. Yasmani Grindal has finally found his power; he's hitting home runs again. Uh, Trent Grisham has come up uh, and filled in nicely. Tyler Austin is looking good in his role as well. So they're getting contributions from across the board. It's not just Yelich the reason why they're winning these games. But uh, when you put in the numbers he has put up, I mean, he leads—he lead, leads the major leagues in. So many categories. When you look at uh, home runs, batting average, RBI, slugging percentage, everything is up for him this season. And uh, he's been such a huge part to the team's success. I just don't know how they go far without Yelich. I mean, we're talking about a team even with him struggling to make the playoffs. So I don't know how they do it without him.
10: Uh, visiting with our guy uh, Cody Grant, uh, trying to see uh, how the Brewers recover. All right, so we always try and end things on a positive, Cody, and, and this has uh, sadly and you know accurately been negative with with Yelly and, and the Brewers' chances. But give me a scenario where it where it could work. You know, the Cubs lose last night, the the uh, the Nationals lose last night. You're still only a game behind Chicago. You're three and a half behind uh, Washington. Give me a scenario where this somehow could work here in the next eighteen days.
11: Oh, like I just mentioned, uh, other guys have to step up. You know, they've gotten good contributions from the starting pitching. Uh, Jordan Lyles has been a lifesaver since coming over from Pittsburgh. Uh, Zach Davies finally had a good outing against Chicago. Chase Anderson looks all right. He didn't go uh, long last night, only four innings, but he got the job done. Jill uh, Gonzalez has been pitching well for them, so their starting pitching uh, looks pretty good. Even the bullpen, uh, they only gave up the one run last night. Junior Garrett gave up that home run to Sterling Castro, but, Uh, Drew Pomerantz is filled in nicely. Uh, He closed the game out for Josh Hader, who is pitching back-to-back days. So they have guys on this roster uh, that are stepping up right now, but can they do it and fill the void that Yelich is leaving? And we all know how big of a void that's going to be. I mean, 44 home runs, 30 stolen bases. It's unbelievable. Cody, Joe brought this up earlier today, this morning. Come tomorrow, it's a 12-10 first pitch in Miami to conclude the four-game set. How many people do you think will be in attendance in an afternoon baseball game in Miami? Oh, man, let's um, say 3,000, 4,000. I would say like three. How many fans do they have? Well, Marlins, they don't even have fans. Marlins, he gave it up. Can you imagine that roster today uh, if they didn't trade anybody? John Carlos Stanton, Christian Yelich. JT Well Muto, I mean they would have had all stars almost every position. Hey, give Derek Jeter a round of applause, yep. everybody. Please yeah, clap. thank you, Derek Please Jeter. Clap. We appreciate it. It's
12: Derek Jeter. Uh,
10: all right, thank you, uh, Cody. Thanks,
11: Cody. Thanks, Matt. All right,
10: uh, we will uh, continue
1: to read some of your tweets. It's good to see the Viking fan. I, I appreciate you.
11: I love Viking it. Fans. More Vikings fans, call in. I
1: want um, to know. Well, autumn is right around the corner, so how are the pumpkin patches going to be looking this fall?
0: Our very own Reba McClone has more. Reba. It's getting to be my favorite season, fall. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Reba McClone. As fall draws closer, I'm getting more and more excited about it. Between hot apple cider, hay rides, haunted houses, going to pumpkin patches... And I wanted to know how the pumpkins were looking this year based on the spring and how the summer's been. So I went and talked to Chris Kirsch, one of the owners of Enchanted Valley Acres, and he told me all that Enchanted Valley Acres has to offer and how they got started.
12: Well, we bought the farm in 2011, and in 2013 we opened up to the public, um, hosting weddings, hosting fall activities, um, that sort of thing. And we've... We've been happy with uh, the way things have gone for us. Um, some years are more challenging than others, of course, with the weather. But we've we've uh, grown the last few years to develop a nice crowd, and it's wonderful to see people coming year after year. We've had people come from year one to to last year. They just keep coming back year after year because they have fun here and that's wonderful to see.
0: It's really cool when you drive in, you see the big slide coming down the hill. You can kind of see where the corn maze will be and I'm kind of trying to get a feel for how things are going to be looking for fun fall festivities this year, especially with that wet spring. A lot of crop production was kind of struggling. How were things for getting like pumpkins in the ground? Well, we planted our pumpkins about June 11th, which is about
12: a week behind normal of what we typically do and they they struggled early on and they're still struggling really we're down in a valley here we have a lot of low ground it holds a lot of moisture and what happened what we saw happen was last year on on the anniversary of august 20th when we had almost 15 inches that one night it raised the the water table up here in the valley and it just has not gone back down and we've had such a high level of moisture in the soil that um the pumpkins have really struggled this summer.
0: When people are expecting to come out this fall to do their pumpkin picking with their families, what should they expect from the pumpkins? Should they expect them to be as big as they've seen in years past or should they expect maybe fewer pumpkins, a little smaller? Oh, we'll have
12: pumpkins. We always plant a few extra. Um no, they'll, we'll have a good crop. One way or another, we'll have we'll have pumpkins for everybody.
0: How do you harvest The amount of pumpkins that you need to for people to come through, is it going through by hand and picking out the best looking ones to bring to the front?
12: The pumpkins that we harvest are all harvested by hand. We take a lopper out into the field and we snip the vine, we snip the stem, and then we we pick up all the pumpkins by hand.
0: What is kind of the hardest thing about growing the pumpkins? Are they a really finicky plant that grows or are they pretty much pretty easy?
12: They are easy, but there's a few things you need to really watch out for. There's a lot of insects that go after pumpkins. There's a lot of fungus that goes after pumpkins. So if you don't watch things too close. Um, Things can get out of hand and you you will lose some some plants and and produce.
0: Pretty interesting. You guys also have a corn maze. Can you explain to me a little bit about the size of that and that process? Our corn
12: maze is about 8 acres in size. Within that corn maze, we have a, a big corn maze and a little corn maze. It's all in one field. So the small corn maze is, is suitable for people that just want a short maze to do. It takes maybe 15 minutes. The big maze takes a good 30, 40 minutes to do. What we do is we come up with a, a maze design over the wintertime typically, and we actually have a, a guy from Janesville design our maze for us. And this year, we, we cut our own maze. We, Bought the technology from another farmer that is actually retiring from the, the agritourism business, a friend from Minnesota. So we cut the maize ourselves by GPS, and it's it's really pretty cool advanced technology, and we can cut a very precise maize that way. The last two years, we hired a large corn maize company um, from from idaho to actually come here and and custom cut our corn maze but this year to save a few dollars we're we're doing it ourselves
0: that's really cool i didn't even realize there was a business of people who just come and cut corn mazes how long on average does it take to cut down that maze
12: well for us probably seven or eight hours total wow for them probably four hours tops
0: Wow, that's a lot of time that goes into it for people to potentially get lost in there. How often do you have to go save people during the fall? We've
12: never had to save anybody. People seem to find their way back out.
0: How does that process change from, you were telling me that you expanded the corn maze size when you were able to get the technology in to do it via GPS, but you guys used to do it by hand. We used to
12: do it by hand when our corn maze was about an acre and a half, just a small one. And we would mark that out on grid paper and then transfer that grid paper design into the field itself and mark mark those points with flags in the field. Um, after the corn was planted, and then we would go out there while the flags were still visible and cut the corn maize. So when we do our large maize now, we have a local farmer that actually plants the field for us. And when he comes in and plants the field, he reduces his density planting by 50%, and he actually goes at the field both ways. So the corn is planted in both directions, and that way it creates a very dense stand of maize and there's no visible rows in the cornfield. So people can't cut through the rows and destroy the corn, the corn maize early on us. That maintains the trails nicely after we cut them.
0: When you go through and cut the corn maize the first time, about how tall is the plant? Do you do it when it's pretty much full grown, getting ready for normal harvest season, or is it earlier in the year? It can
12: be done at any height, but we cut ours when it was about, oh, three, four feet tall, In that way, uh, at that time, it keeps some of the corn plants from sprouting back if it's done at, at just the right height.
0: And if people want to come experience Enchanted Valley Acres, when do you guys open? What are your hours? We open this year
12: on Saturday, September 14th. We're open... All weekends through the end of October then. And we're also open all Fridays in October, along with the last Thursday in October. We're open 9 to 6 every day, uh, weather permitting. We, we stay open pretty much regardless of the weather.
0: So if you want to experience all that Enchanted Valley Acres has to offer, feel free to head out there. And if you want to look at their website before, that's EnchantedValleyAcres.com. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Reba McClone. <music>
9: Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. m is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. m is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless.
2: Let your natural beauty shine through
9: View our specials at Rejuvenation
1: Josh Gramblin for the Midwest Farm Report and let's take a look at your opening news and opening markets on a Thursday morning. We know this it's been a tough year for farmers. Challenges from a wet spring and flooding and a late planted crop to new fears of frost. For Wisconsin farmers more challenges have sprouted in their soybean fields. Resistant weeds and sudden death syndrome. Katie Wontach is with the Dunn County Wisconsin Ag Extension Office and she says the leaves falling off soybean plants in Wisconsin fields are not a sign of a normal growing season.
13: Yeah I would love to say it's a normal point in the growing season, but unfortunately we're seeing a lot of SDS out there and uh, a little late in the season now to be applying some fungicide. Um, You know, so I encourage farmers to really work with their agronomists for next year to really review that uh, the seed variety that they're using and really try and look at uh, you know, what are their plans for that field next year and, and see what they could have done different this past year and look at what next year's crop might bring.
1: She adds that spotty weather has made for variable corn crop conditions.
13: Some of this area has been such spotty rain that uh, some of that you know just especially if you go on the edge of even irrigated fields I think you're seeing that dry down uh, that you know the corn was uh, had good moisture levels you know throughout the summer and here in August it was pretty spotty and so I think some of that uh, you know the root system didn't really develop too well it sat on the soil surface and uh, you know that corn all of a sudden said hey uh, I don't have the rain I need, and kind of started drying up. So hopefully the corn did develop. Uh, uh, some of that late-planted corn might be uh, a little questionable, um, but you know what time will tell. I guess as we get to closer to harvest time.
1: Again, that's Katie Wantach of the Dunn County, Wisconsin Ag Extension Office, and thank you to our friend Brian Winnikins in Durand for that audio. Now let's take a look at our opening markets. Cash corn is at 3.48 and a quarter. That is no change. And new crop corn is at 3.73 and a quarter. That is up one penny. Cash beans are at 8.54. That is unchanged as well. And new crop beans are at 8.86. That is up five and a half cents. Cash wheat unchanged, as well as new crop wheat. Cash wheat is at 4.77 and a half. And new crop wheat is at 4.84. Live cattle is at 98.5. That's up two, three and a half. And feeder cattle is at 136 and a quarter. That is up two, one and three quarters of a cent. Lean hogs is at 60.1 and three quarters. That is down 2.5 and a half. While butter is up three and a half cents at 2.23 and a half. Black cheddar is up four pennies at 2.09 and a quarter. And cheddar barrel is unchanged, currently sitting at 182. And taking a look at your current milk prices right now october milk is at 1846 that's up five cents and November milk is up three cents at 1792. Farm Aid is coming to Wisconsin on Saturday, September 21st. That is less than two weeks away. It's going to be happening at Alpine Valley Music Theater in East Troy, Wisconsin. You can see Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, Neil Young, Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds, Luke Combs, Brothers Osborne, so many more. And the Farm Report has got your free tickets courtesy of Mills Fleet Farm. So head to fabulousfarmbabe.net and enter for your chance to win tickets to that sold-out event. Again, that is brought to you by Mills Fleet Farm, built for real life. Commodity Specialist Bryce Knorr will be joining me live from Nebraska in just a few moments.
7: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
4: Snowmobile trailers are hitting the lot at I-39 Supply. We got RCs, easy haulers, missions, in lines, out of lines, side by side. He can ramble on all day. Just stop by and see him for yourself.
5: I-39 Supply.com conversation of a life well-lived can continue before, during, or after a service with the flexibility of our community room. This is Matt Gunderson. At Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, a complete individualized life celebration can be held all in one location in our community room. Learn more at gundersonfh.com. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center.
0: Gunderson Funeral
1: I'm Matt Damon. I'm Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease.
10: Visit StandUpToCancer.org MLB.
2: Stand up with us. Now that's quality Wisconsin farm product. It's Pam Yankee and the Wisconsin Farm Report. 548 on
1: a Thursday morning. Josh Scramlin filling in for Pam Yonke. And every Tuesday and Thursday we do something pretty cool. We connect with our good friend, commodity specialist Bryce Nor of Farm Futures Magazine. Farmfutures.com. Bryce, good morning. How are you doing?
7: Well, good. Uh, here in Grand Island, Nebraska, getting ready for the last day of Husker Harvest Day. Had a little bit of Rain overnight, uh, but just enough to settle the dust, it looks like.
1: Well, you answered my first question because I, I was looking at some of the messages you sent Rebound Tuesday night. he said, you know, not a lot of people go to Grand Island, Nebraska, but uh, Husker Harvest Days. What What are you seeing out there in Nebraska?
7: Well, if, uh, if you've ever been to the, uh, the Farm Progress Show, you, uh, just uh, move it uh, oh, 500 miles west to uh, irrigated farm country. And, and pretty much the same thing. It's a big deal out here. We've had big crowds and beautiful weather so far. And uh, it's a little bit uh, different show than the Farm Progress show because, again, it's uh, the only all-irrigated show uh, because uh, irrigated crops are really big out here in uh, Nebraska.
1: All right, well, the first thing that I want to get to is there's a USDA report due out today. What do we need to know about that report?
7: Well, uh, it it looks like uh, we... we you may see lower uh, corn production, perhaps lower soybean production. Uh, uh, some of the uh, new data that came in this week, from both crop ratings and then the vegetation health index, uh, showed a significant uh, decline. I ran those numbers yesterday. So the corn yield number uh, could come down a little bit from what USDA said in August, 169 and a half. Uh, the soybean yields, uh, so, so far, the ratings are holding steady. But again, that uh, vegetation health index maps uh, indicated perhaps a little softening, uh, but uh, maybe not as significant as some people expect. So overall, we're looking for higher own crop stocks of corn due to weaker exports and ethanol demand. Uh, lower old crop supplies of soybeans due to uh, stronger-than-expected exports. And when you look at new crop, uh, the new crop corn uh, number uh, down. Uh, Again, the trade looking for a very uh, uh, fairly significant decline. I don't think that will happen yet. Uh, Same thing with soybeans. I see a modest decline, but not a big decline. So what we have to watch out today is if uh, USDA doesn't uh, cut as much as a lot of people think, Uh, The algorithmic traders have already programmed uh, the expectations into their computer models. And when uh, the headlines hit, uh, if it's a disappointing report, we'll see the computers automatically start selling. So we could see in the first 10 to 15 seconds after the numbers come out a significant drop in prices. But uh, I think once the humans take over, we'll see a recovery, uh, just depending on what those numbers show uh, so this will be a big deal, and these will be uh, the first, USDA's uh, first uh, estimates that include uh, actual samples from the field. Uh, they didn't do that in August. So we will find out uh, if these uh, crops are, are under some stress today. And then uh, we'll wait until October when we'll have at least maybe a few results off the combine.
1: We're joined right now live uh, by Bryce Knorr, commodity specialist, FarmFutures.com, Farm Futures magazine. Bryce, on FarmFutures.com, you're doing feedback from the field. You're asking growers to tell you what they are seeing in their crops. So second week of September, what are growers across the nation telling you?
7: Well, again, the, the, the farmers are very concerned about the slow maturity of these crops. Uh, and uh, what's been happening here in the second half of the growing season some areas turning dry some areas turning cool lacking heating degree days talking to a lot of growers this week from the uh, Dakotas uh, they're extremely worried about their crops because they're uh, they're going to be well behind the highs up in the, that area uh, today only going to be in the 50s now we are we'll see warmer temperatures uh, over the next couple weeks um, and I think one of the big questions will be whether or not we get rainfall, particularly in the eastern Corn Belt. eastern Corn Belt starting to dry out, and that's where we're see uh, starting to see some uh, significant uh, declines in yield potential.
1: Now, Bryce, I feel like I can't talk to you without talking about the financial markets. So what is happening with the markets right now uh, as we roll through September?
7: Well, what we're seeing, and uh, this news developed uh, overnight, uh, so this has got... Uh, got the markets uh, uh, a little, at least financial markets, a little stronger. Uh, looks like uh, there's been at least a uh, temporary truth in the trade war. President Trump uh, announcing that he was going to delay uh, imposition of uh, another five percent in tariffs for two weeks, uh, so uh, China could celebrate its uh, 70th anniversary. Uh, there are also some reports that China may resume buying uh, U.S. Uh, soybeans uh, again. Uh, they're going to be needing them because Brazil is running out. So we have a little bit of a thaw, a little bit of a brighter uh, news in the trade war. And uh, so that has soybeans up seven. Stocks also uh, trading a little higher. Coins up, uh, oh, penny, penny and a quarter. Uh, so that's generally giving a lift now here to our markets. We'll see if there's any follow through uh, on that. Uh, USDA, of course, won't take this, uh, in, this latest news into account uh, in their estimates today. Uh, They only look at uh, uh, deals uh, that are actually signed, sealed, and delivered. And, of course, we're a long way for that with China.
1: All right, Bryce, thank you so much. Safe travels back from Nebraska, and we will talk to you next Tuesday, okay? good enough. right. thank you so much. That is Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, FarmFutures.com. Normally he is joining us live via Skype from Chicago, but he is in Grand Island, Nebraska right now for Husker Harvest Days, so as I said, Bryce, safe travels to you. Hey, you know the fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke, but we want to meet all the fabulous farm babies out there. So proud moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, listen up. We will send you a farm report bib completely free thanks to Quick Trip. You snap a pic of your baby wearing that bib, email it to us and we will post it on our website and our social media that's made possible by quick trip so sign up on our website we send you a free bib and you send us back a pic of your fabulous farm baby more details at fabulousfarmbabe.net
5: this is